It's a new day. Let's go. Hi, you're welcome. You have just tuned in to Action Youth and Young Adults Church. We are the vibrant youth of Action Chapel International. Over here, we're family. We're growing in love and supporting each other to develop and maintain a strong relationship with Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you're blessed as you fellowship with us and encounter the Holy Spirit. Now please, jot things down as you enjoy today's message. A lot just coming from where I came from. So I wanted those that are here, I hope you get a double portion blessing for being here and going through what the circumstances of the day. But we thank God for the rain because the rain comes and cleanses. The rain comes and washes away. So hopefully today, things will be washed away from your life. Things, because you have taken a step, you have taken an extra step where others stayed home and said, oh, I'll just wash online and made it easy. You didn't let it be easy. You made the effort and God sees it. God knows you're here. God knows. We want to thank God for our Papa, who's always blessing us. And we also want to thank for our pastor and our shepherd of Aya, Pastor Kufour, who is not well today. And we ask that the Lord bless him and keep him and make his face to shine upon him, give him strength, bring him back full and mighty as ever. <laughs> um, when we offer praise, what are we doing? Are we singing just because we like to sing? We just want to hear our voice. We just want to get up and show off how well we sing? Are we truly, truly coming from deep inside to say, Lord, thank you. To Lord, I want to bless you because you've blessed me. I want to be a blessing. And how can I be a better blessing unless I know how to thank you for blessing me already and bringing me to where I am today? Many of you have seen me around and around and around. And I gave them a short testimony in the first service. I'll give you a bit of it. Many of you have seen me but didn't know who I was. I heard many rumors. I heard I was Lady Rose's daughter. I heard I was, I was a daughter nobody knew about. I've heard that I was um, Renee's sister. I've heard many different things. I'm Auntie Marquita, and I say Auntie because I don't like titles, I don't like to be put on any place. I just want you to be able to know me as family, as Auntie, as somebody you can relate to. I've been in Africa for many, many, many years. In and out of Africa, I would say. Um, my testimony is that about 27, I had become a producer in Atlanta, producing many music videos, television, film, 
And I was also had my own three, two other businesses. And I was doing the single black woman thing. And if you don't know I'm black, yes I am. Okay, I'm African American. I have roots out of Ghana too. Yeah, people look at me like, huh? <laughs> Can you hear me? Some people said they couldn't hear me last time. Can you hear me? Okay. I was searching to take my company higher to a different level. And I thought it was gonna be LA, New York. I sat down and I kept praying and I kept begging God, please, 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 where do you want this to go? Where do you want me to go? Where should this go? And he never would answer me for months and months. I finally stopped, I said, okay. You don't wanna answer me? Or I'm not hearing you? Then when you get ready to tell me, tell me in a voice I will listen to. Because I'm not hearing you. I don't know why, but I'm not hearing you. And I don't want to make the wrong move. By 27, you start to know some things. And you start to realize you may have made some right turns and some wrong turns. And I didn't want to make another wrong turn. So I let it go. And I didn't, I didn't bother about that prayer anymore. I let it go. About 30 days later, my mother came to the door and she surprised me. She said, she, I, I didn't know she was in, even in the country. She had just come back from Ghana on a mission trip and actually had open heart surgery just before she went to Ghana. So it was a miracle. She went to Ghana as her thanksgiving to God for her making it through her surgery. But she came and she said, I have something to tell you. I said, well, come in the door, sit down, put your bags down, let's talk. And she said, I was working through, going through the Bible and I was thinking of what I could do in Ghana to help people. I was really touched by some of the street people and some of the children. And I, she said, it fell upon a still small voice. And she said, and then she distinctly, and my mother was never one to say, God said anything. She was very humble. She never would have said God said. So she looked at me, she said, and God said, you tell that Marquita by name. You tell that Marquita that she must go out into the world. She must go to Africa and she must go with Enoch. She has a brother, Enoch, who's a pastor, who's kind of the lead pastor in our family. So I said, okay. She looked at me and she was like, you understand what I'm saying? I said, yes, I do. She said, I don't understand because I don't understand it. I said, you don't know what my prayer has been while you were away. She said, really? I said, yeah. And I said, so let's do it. We packed up everything. By this time, I was living on the ninth floor, two cars, almost to the penthouse level, and had three businesses and a production company and doing well. And I said, fine. I said, Lord, if this is what you want, let's go. Because I assume New York, LA, but if it's not that, then let's go. Whatever you have, Lord, let's do it. So in 30 days, we packed up. Um, had friends came, we threw a big party. They donated a lot of things. Packed up container. Had schools to donate supplies, computers, books, chairs, everything. I had almost two computers, two containers full. And we had to sell, I had to go through a wilderness period, which I didn't realize. I thought, oh, God said, let's go, we're gonna go. And it's gonna happen like tomorrow. 
And I know, I know the door's just going to fly open. Didn't happen that way. He had to take me through a wilderness period. And he had to take me through a period of knowing who he was truly and trusting him truly before I stepped out. Because I had been trusting myself. I had been making money. I had been doing things. I had been doing different projects and being able to rely on what I could do, not what he was getting ready to do. So at 20 something years old, it's not easy to lose everything, but it happened that way. And even the different people I went to, because when God says something to you like that and that direct and calls you by name, I was like, okay, everybody's gonna understand this. I'll go and tell these pastors. I'll go and tell the bishop, nobody. Nobody understood. Nobody got it. Everybody was looking at me like, she's lost her mind. What, she, no way, you know. So I kept going, wow, this is, this is really weird. I don't understand. But I kept praising God. I kept going, okay, you said it. I know you said it. I believe it. And I believed it with every core of my being. Nothing could convince me that it wasn't God who spoke to me. Even though people were like, you have really lost your mind. People, I mean, people that work with me were like, Marquita, what are you taking? What are you doing? What is it? What, what's wrong? I was like, nothing. God said this. Yeah, 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 you said God said, but you haven't gone anywhere yet. No, but God said it, so it's going to happen. Anyway, went down to about zero... I was living in my brother's basement, not even paint on the walls, just a bed, had two or three car accidents. She did a testimony about a car accident today. And I had nine. I've had nine already. Same type of situation. And I keep telling the devil, not today. But I had another car accident and I couldn't work. But I still praised God. I still kept praising him in the midst of not knowing what the future was gonna bring. And I got to a point where I was almost two years to the day of leaving Atlanta and I was in Virginia at my brother's house. And you know, when things go like this, your family doesn't agree, they start treating you bad. They're like, she needs to just go get a job, make some money and be out of here. But I kept saying, you don't understand. And there was only one person that understood and that was my mother. And she was the one person I could go to to keep my sanity at times other than going to God about it because I kept saying Lord I don't understand but I keep praising you and I keep praising you and I keep praising you no matter what and it came to a point where she called my friend called me back she said I've got a meeting in Atlanta and I think you need to come back and meet some people because I'm sure they'll understand your plight I said okay I said but I don't have a plane ticket and I don't have a way to get there she said I've got you they brought me back Again, nobody understood. Everybody said, oh, that's nice. That's nice, good, <laughs> good, good for you. Hope you get there, <laughs> hope you get there. It'll be nice, go help some children. Yeah, go help, uh-huh. Nobody got it. So I really got frustrated and I said, I really don't understand, Lord, I know you said it. And now, if you can imagine, I have gone full circle almost two years and I'm back in the same building I used to live in on the ninth floor. And I'm in her, my friend's apartment, in the same building, but I can't pay rent there anymore. 
I can't park my cars there anymore. I can't do it. I'm back to the same place and looking around going, wow, I did used to live here. I did used to have this. What is wrong? I started saying, well, but I didn't doubt. I didn't doubt. I said, I know God said this. We went to a revival that night, a tent revival that was pretty large, like 5,000 people. And we were kind of near the back. And it was a real, like, what we call country type of revival because it's the kind where people spread out and come from miles and miles around like you guys do in village areas and they come from a lot of places. It's kind of like that. We were at the back. And I had never seen this pastor before. Didn't know him, didn't know anything about it. I just knew I was at my end and I didn't know what else to do. So I went to a revival and the little pastor said, if you have, if God hasn't done for you what he said he's gonna do, he's waiting for your last sacrifice. I said, you want it, you got it. I had my last hundred dollars in my pocket that I had been holding on to for about three weeks. Because I said, if I have a hundred dollars in my pocket, at least I know I can, I didn't spend that money on anything. I kept holding that money home. I said, fine, you want it? That's all I got. I took it, I ran to the front of the tent and I put it in his hand, just like that. Next thing I know, I was on the floor, slain in the spirit like I had never been before. And God showed me a vision. It was a vision of me going through the skies with multiple, multiple, I mean, it was thousands and thousands and thousands of children behind me. And we were just going through the air. It was a heavenly, 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 beautiful orchestral music was going. Children were all behind me, all colors. And they were all just, and I kept looking going, wow, this is so peaceful, this is so beautiful. This is, I don't want it to end. And he showed me going around and around. It was like we were going all over the place. And I was so peaceful, I didn't want to wake up. They kept trying to get me up. And I remember them shaking my body. And the little ladies had, were pulling me up. As soon as I got up, the pastor said to me, he said, I need to see you tomorrow. I was like, okay. I knew who he was, but I had never met him before. And he had actually lived in the building I was in, but I had never met him. So I said, okay, what's well, gonna hurt? I went and he said, while you were on the floor, the Lord spoke and said that I was to invite you to go with us on our next trips. And I was like, really? I was almost on the floor again because hallelujah, somebody heard, somebody understood. Somebody was connected enough to God to have known what God told me. Now he understands it and has picked up on the word and is coming back to tell me I understand and this is what is the next move. So when you are connected, when you get into God, when you start looking for your purpose and your place where you're supposed to be on this earth, God already has a plan. You just got to get connected in, plug into it. So when he sends out the electrical sound signal and somebody gets that signal and brings it back, boom, it happens. 30 days from that day, I was on this continent. And that is no lie. All expenses paid. 
We went to seven different continents back to back. We were here, Singapore, Malaysia, Australia, South Africa. We even went back to the United States, back to, over to Ghana, and back again. My next year was full of nothing but going out into the world, like he said I would do. And thank God I had training in production, so I was able to do production for them on the, on the field and be of service while we were there. But it, what I want, my, my point to you is through all of it, through all of getting to that point, it was plugging in and getting to that point of praise and prayer where you praise from the belly, where you have nothing left, where there is nothing there but you and the Lord Jesus. For you to be able to say, I need you. Take me. Do what you will because his will is what's important. It's not our will that's important. Right now we have a lot of hopes and dreams. We have a lot of things we want to do. But until we turn around and say, Lord, what is it you have for me? It's more important what you have than what I want to do. And then he will show you. The blessing of it was, for me, I got to do everything I have ever wanted to do in his time, his place, his will. When we got it, I always had wanted to work with my mother. My mother used to sing. And we did productions a lot of, since the time I was 14. But we never really had done really big ones until I went out into the world. When we got to Africa, we had a nonprofit. We were able to t train kids and we traveled. The kids traveled South Africa, all over, UK, US. There were many, many, many things we got to do. I trained in design. I was able to design. I was trained in production. I, we were able to produce. We did music. We were able to do, it was so many different things that God had already gifted me to be able to do that I was able to use and put forth in the blessing and within the time frame. And every time, every time I turn back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. We have another thing he would show me the next thing and the next thing and it keeps changing there are things that you cannot believe that god has planned for your life things that you won't even think of that god knows you can do i had no idea i could come and work in africa i had no idea I could come here and you would understand me, first of all. Because I kept saying to people, anybody look like me? Friends that had been here before. I mean, seriously, there were questions before I came. Because the, the, the news shows us so much that's not really Africa. You know, it shows you parts, but it's, that's not it. There's so much more. So many more beautiful things, beautiful people, beautiful places. Things that are here, the, the beauty of this continent doesn't get shown to the rest of the world as well as it should be. It's getting better. But back in the 90s, no. Back in those days, no. And it was a point where we used to bring kids to the United States 
And they were dressed beautifully, spoke beautifully, would speak in front of news organizations. They spoke at the White House. They spoke everywhere. We spoke at Africa conventions. They spoke on stages all across America. And what were they doing? Praising God. Everything we did, we opened up with praise and prayer. And it made a difference. I'll give you a quick example. In one school we went to, we, even, we were going to the schools so that kids could connect. We went into the school and there was one young girl that had been in the, the principal's office for negative things she had done every day of the year. She had gotten reported. She saw our kids on the stage and then one of our girls went in and was actually her mate. They paired her with her for the day. And the following day, the principal called me and said, who are these kids? Where are they from? I said, um, um, they're from Ghana, what's wrong? I thought something was wrong. She said, I've never had children come back to my office and cry and say, we're so sorry we treated you this way. We're so sorry we acted this way all year because I was just shown a different kind of person. And I was blown away. I really was. That one or two children could go into a classroom and make that big of a difference. So I always say, Africa, and I say especially Ghana, you all have a special mission. And you have to tap into your purpose because God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. God has a map drawn out because I don't know what it is, but it's something special. And you guys need to take it seriously because if you look around the world, other countries, people are dying left and right from COVID. The devil is taking them out left and right. One, two, three, four, five. Easy knockout. It's an easy knockout. Why? because they took prayer out of the schools like 20 years ago. It's illegal to pray in the school. Um, what I'm saying to you and what I wanna get across to you is all of the teaching, I want you to be aware how special you are. I want you to be aware that God has his hand on this country. I don't want you to take it for granted. I don't want you to take it for granted that, you know, because you come to action, things are this way. God has a special plan here. God purposed me here. I didn't think I would get back here. After seven years of being away, taking care of my mother and losing my mother, I had to come back by myself. And that was a total different story for me. So I came back for six weeks. I thought I was coming back a year in return. Just to see, just to see what it was like because I had been here before. And of course, as soon as Papa saw me, he said, before you take any offer from anybody, I said, offer, what are you talking about, Papa? I just came for six weeks. He said, before you take any offer, before you work or do anything for anybody, I have plenty for you. I said, okay, see me Monday. Yes, sir. Now I've known Papa for 15 more years. I, I know when he spoke, I went home and I said, again, because I came, not sure what was going to be here, but I came. Again, 
God, when you plug in, God sends the signal out to somebody, the right person. And that person, being that they can pick up on it, if they're in tune, they come right back, the message comes right back to you. So I said, okay. So that's why you see me around here doing about four or five different jobs, because there are things that Papa has for me to do here. And I know that is on purpose as well. So coming back this time was a total different thing than what I came before to do. But it's fine, because I'm still, still working with young people. I'm still seeing young people in the sky with me. I'm still seeing that vision come through in different places, in different ways, in different kinds of ways. Because number one is called obedience. When you're obedient to the voice of God, when you listen and you get in tune and quiet before him, and you get in tune to what he wants, and what he says, and especially when he can call you by name, that hit me. Because I was like, I don't know, any, at the time I didn't know anybody else named Marquita. But when you get to that point and he can tell you something in the voice that you will listen to, I knew I wasn't hearing. So I had to be clear and say, if you want to tell me in a voice I'll listen to, speak so I can hear you if I'm not hearing you properly. And that's when he used my mother. So he will use people that you are comfortable with, people that you listen to, people you trust, to give you the message that you're supposed to get. So don't just deny it. Don't go away from it. Don't be afraid of it. Because God, he will supply your every single need. I never, ever, ever had to worry about a single dollar on the mission field. There were times, not saying you won't struggle, and I'm not saying you have to do missions, but there are things that will happen, and God will place people in your way to bless you. God will place things in your way to bless you. God will place the smallest thing to remind you that he's here. He's with you. He's beside you. And he's going to walk with you the entire way because you're on his map, on his plan. You're on his time. You're in his will. And when you get there, there's no, no worry. There's no fret. And some of you can look at me and say, well, yeah, that's easy for you to say. No, it's not. Because when I say I gave up everything, I did. There was no income coming in of any sort. I had to make it, and he supplied. There was nothing of retirement, even now, at my age. I don't have a retirement fund left. Most of my friends have retirement funds, 401ks, all these stocks and bonds, plans that they can sit and sit on the beach. I don't have that. But I don't worry about it either. I haven't really even thought about it. People say, well, you might be crazy. Maybe you can call me crazy, but it's okay. Because God's got me. That's for sure. God's got me. And no matter how hard the days get, 
how hot it may get, how days I'm suffering, how days I feel like, oh, if I can just go home. It doesn't matter because by the end of the day, he's shown me something else that I can be a blessing or how I can be a blessing to somebody or how things can bless my life and my people. I have a daughter back home. She's about some of your age that I raised here in Ghana. I brought her from America, raised her here, and now she's back in America. There's several kids that were raised with us. And many of them you see around, that come around me. Many of you got to travel. Many of them are doing wonderful things all over the world. And I praise God every day because when I had to go home and take care of my mother, it turned into a seven-year mission of taking care of her. And it was not easy. It was very tough. And thank God for Papa because he was always there to pray, always there to pray with the doctors. She went through 32 hospitalizations. 32 in four years. 32 times to the hospital. And still came out kicking. <laughs> That's how strong she was. Every time she had a surgery, every time she had a procedure, all I would have to say is Papa, and he would be on the phone, praying over her before they roll her in. So I just want you to know, my time is up, but I want you to know that God listens, God hears you. God has his hand on Ghana. He has his hand on young people of Ghana, especially. And I think you really, really, really need to tap into that and understand that when you praise him, nobody else is praising like you praise him in Africa. I see it all over the world. When I go to different places, and I'll tell them straight up in the U.S., y'all don't know how to praise and pray like they do. And they look at me like I'm serious. It's very true. They don't. So you have a special gift of prayer, a special gift of praise. You have a special place in God's heart and in the plan. You gotta tap into what is the plan for my life? Lord, why did you even make me? Why was I put into my mother's belly? I used to say that many times when I was about your age because I look like I look, but I'm African-American. Even a lot of African-Americans don't accept that and don't believe it. I had a lot of trouble growing up. I was bullied. But I used to say, well, why'd you make my mama look like that and my daddy look like that? Why? I don't understand it. Now I gotta go through people bullying me. Why? You think it's a blessing sometimes, but a lot of times it's, it, you get bullied. So it's things that you go through, and I learned to appreciate it. I learned, but what I learned later on in life, which I didn't know until I got to travel, so many places in the world people do look like me. And that was a blessing because I was like, hmm, I can fit in kind of many places. Nobody knows. But anyway, the point of it is that I want you to delve, delve into your purpose. Delve into the plan for your life. Delve into praise. You can't fully praise God till you know who you are in God. She cried this morning. I was with you. She was crying. That was Jesus speaking through you. 
He cries for you to know him the way he knows you. He wants you to know who you are in him, just like he knows who you are in him. That was a cry. That was a spirit letting you know that he wants you. He wants you in a special place. He wants you to look for him in that special place. It could be in your praise. It could be in your prayer. But seeking him. So I want you to take a few minutes just as I close. To take time. Speak. Ask Lord to speak to your heart. Speak to your mind. Give you the direction, the plan, the purpose of your life. Set you on track. Set you on track. Set you on the trail of where he wants you to be. There's a place. There's a place called there. He wants you there. He wanted me in Africa and I'm here. There is a time that he wants you to be there. There's an appointed time. There's a mission. A mission for you wherever it is. But you gotta tap in and seek him. Seek exactly, point by point, without any reservation. Step by step. So he can use you who you're supposed to be in him and who you are and can be a blessing to this country be a blessing to the body of Christ you can be a blessing to your family you are blessed to be a blessing Lord we ask you right now speak to your people speak to your children your children children come before you, Lord, asking for direction, asking for your word, for your plan, your purpose over their life. Where is it? What is it? What part do you play? for joining us god bless you for tuning in to today's message we hope that you have been filled with a fire that fuels your week and a word that erases your doubts and improves your christian walk with god we love you so much and we are always here to support so if you'd like to connect with us 
you can do so by following us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle at Action Young Adults. We would be very excited to have you join our amazing family. Until next time, we are Aya. We love to have you and it's always a new day with us. God bless you.